whistleblower report exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report, international report updating on vaccine censorship, the WHO treaty, and much more that affects your three, your freedom and and your ability to move around as a free citizen in your country. This is Dr. Lee for America, and I'm here with former Pfizer vice president and whistleblower Mike Eden and Croatian businessman and journalist Andrea Klarich. And fortunately, we do have some positive news to bring to you today. And Andrea Klarich has an update on what's happening in Europe with countries that have refused to participate in the WHO pandemic treaty of global tyranny. That is an encouraging step. Andrea, tell us about what's happened over there in Europe on this regard. Hello, Dr. Lee. Hello, Dr. Yidden. Well, it's a really pleasure to be here again. Uh, Last week, I was out i was on one conference but we can talk this later well it seems to that we have a good news from the side of some european but not only european countries concerning new treaty of who and new international health regulations let me summarize we had uh, until 1st of december chance to refuse this offered new agreements exactly treaty and this international health regulations but until now, there was no huge reaction from any any country. Uh, if we don't refuse, that means that we accept it. And after that, there's after that there is a procedure that every every everything will be elected on the May of 2024. But now we receive information that Estonia officially refused it and said they will not partic- participate in this new treaty. Also, Slovakia president announced publicly that Slovakia will refuse it. And also we re, uh, receive information from the New Zealand that they will also refuse this contract. That's great news. That's great news from the side that uh, until now, nobody really was published anything. Everybody was quiet and the time is running out because that's an additional seven days that we have a chance to refuse it. If we don't refuse it, that means we accept it. If we stay quiet, that means the same. And well, uh, I hope that Croatia will go on this journey because we're preparing something for the next next weekend. And maybe we can come to this later or whatever you want, I can tell 
audience now? Yes, let's hear about your international conference. I mean, we're really pleased that some of the advisors to Truth for Health Foundation are among your speakers, and you have a world-class lineup of experts that are going to be present December 2nd and 3rd for these programs for the and presentations to the Croatian Parliament. And it's going to be broadcast on Truth Hub in 72 languages worldwide, thanks to the efforts of Todd Callender, CEO of Cloud Hub and creator of Truth Hub. So tell us more about your conference, who the speakers are, what the topics are, and we will include the link for people to listen live December 2nd in the major Croatian international conference. What's the title of it? Yeah, the title is uh, In the Eye of the Storm, Where Croatia and the World Heading in 2024. It's important to say that this word storm means special in Croatia because the storm is a name of action with which we we, uh, won in the war for independence in 1995. Uh, and that's why it has special meaning for us. But this is important also for all people around the world because here will be a participant from lots of countries. And I would have to say that Mr. Kennender, and I really thank for, for his effort. He will be also present there. Uh, and, uh, well, there will be Dr. Ryan Cole, Dr. William Makis, Kevin McKinnon, Dr. David Wisman, or Weissman, Dr. Jessica Rose, Dr. Lynn Finn, Dr. Michael Palmer, Dr. Meryl Ness, Dr. <clears throat> David Bell, Dr. Kat Lindley, and also Renata Holzeisen, Todd Callender, and Philip Kruse. They are lawyers, and Catherine Austin Fitz and Professor Richard Werner, they are experts in economy. Well, let me say which, uh, what are the topics. That's very important. Well, one topic that we're covering here with Dr. Cole and Makis are uh, turbo cancers because we are facing in uh, front of uh, lots of turbo cancers, what we never heard before. Uh, and this is something completely new after massive vaccination. Uh, second topic will be uh, contamination, plasmids, DNA, and SV40. And that will be covered by the people who made this uh, new article, Kevin McKinnon, David Weissman, Jessica Rose, and Lynn Finn. Then Dr. Michael Palmer will talk about his book, mRNA Vaccine Toxicity, and he will explain all the details why this injection is toxic. Then we talk about this matter of WHO and uh, international health regulations and new treaty. And uh, here will be Dr. David Bell, who is the ex-employee of WHO, Dr. Meryl Ness and Kat Lindley. And finally, uh, two topics will be covered from the side of lawyers. They will cover this. Well, we have some conflict of interest and real uncertainties in uh, European legal court system. And also, Mr. Kander will cover a world, exactly United States, how this legal, uh, how is possible that 
uh, what we suffered last three years was uh, covered by the law. That means they prepared everything uh, for this so-called pandemic and everything what we are facing now. Finally, what is very important, for, especially for Croatia, Croatia is in a, a Eurozone. Our currency is Euro just from this year. And uh, Christine Lagarde just announced it uh, one month ago that uh, there will be <clears throat> digital Euro. They are continuing with this. And this digital Euro uh, will be our reality very soon. And that's why we have to discuss about danger from the side of this new central bank digital currency and everything what is digital, what going with this, because we also know that just 15 days ago, European Commission approved digital wallet. Exactly. We can say digital ID, but in this digital ID, it will be also digital wallet and everything what's going together with this. And finally, we have a special guest. I call it a surprise guest. That's Dr. Mike Eden. But he will say about himself what he's planning to present there. And I'm really excited about this. And I'm thankful for everybody who helped and lots of people helped. And I hope that after that in Croatia, we'll go in the in the way to stop all these things, what we are mentioning. That means future mRNA vaccines, any kind of vaccines, mRNA. Second thing, it's this uh, digital money because we want to keep cash as a constitution right in Croatia because we are afraid that they will, we will lose cash, there will be cashless society in the future. And third thing, it's that uh, we, want, uh, we want to say no to the WHO and this new treaty, because this is something that bringing us completely, well, we can say enslavement in the future pandemics or any kind of, uh, uh, of um, new situation with international concerns. That is outstanding, and you really are um, one of the unique conferences focusing on medical tyranny, political tyranny, and economic tyranny all together with some of the top speakers in the world. I'm really impressed with all of the people that you have gathered for this event and the fact that Todd Callender's Cloud Hub and Truth Hub team are going to broadcast it live so that people can hear the entire program in their own language, their simultaneous translation on Truth Hub. And I'm thrilled to hear that our own Dr. Mike Eden, our chief scientific officer and long-standing whistleblower trying to stop all of this devastating damage, is going to be your um, your guest and surprise speaker. Dr. Eden, what do you plan to address for this conference? Well, Dr. Lee, um, uh, Andrea, it's, it's great to be with you again. And, and thank you very much for the honor of inviting me uh, to your conference in Croatia. Um, I think, I mean, you've got such a, a deep bench of you know, excellent people of multiple disciplines, including science and medicine. So I'm, I'm not I'm not going to aim to try and um, you know, outdo them you know, or compete with them, but I think there are a couple of things I can bring to the table that I, that I may be unique in being able to bring. And one, one of them arises from having been an insider in the pharmaceutical industry for over 30 years. 
And I point out to people that it's worth saying that uh, with a synthetic medicine, something that humans have made, as opposed to a natural product that we purify from a plant, say, if it's a synthetic product, every single atom that's in the pill or the liquid to be injected was chosen by a human. It didn't get there by accident. Someone decided to elect to have that material in there. And um, I come from the discipline of what's called rational drug discovery. You put the things in your molecule or your formulation in order to achieve certain objectives or to avoid certain problems that you, you would anticipate from knowledge of the disposition of drugs and their safety profile, their pharmacology, their toxicology. And so because I have that background, I've said this before, I can, as it were, look over the shoulder of the designers of these gene-based so-called vaccines, and I can infer what they were thinking, what were their objectives. And that's what I'm going to bring to this conference. And the, the bottom line is, and this is actually important, and we'll talk about this in terms of a talk I gave recently at the German parliament, which has ended up censored. But what, so what I will be saying, the bottom line is, that these materials uh, are toxic by design. They are intentionally harmful. Now, you may be able to infer that occasionally from what other people say. But as far as I know, I'm the only person that actually says, points at these vials and say, human beings working in the pharmaceutical industry or uh, uh, agents on behalf of the pharmaceutical industries, someone picked those in order to, I'm afraid, to harm you, to produce injury, uh, to kill, and, and to impact adversely uh, reproductive function. So I'm, I will be, and I will flesh that out and explain, a, just a selection of the thing. There are so many things wrong with this that, for example, even if you felt, well, maybe it was a rush and they made a mistake, it's like you don't make five mistakes or ten. So I'm going to point out there's a cluster of chosen properties, each of which those skilled in the art of these particular uh, disciplines of drug discovery would know will produce this side effect, that side effect, another side effect. And lo and behold, as you will remember, um, along with uh, Dr. Wolfgang Vodarg in December 2020, before any of these products had, had regulatory authorization, we had already written down some of the things that troubled us, I don't think we wrote at the time intentional harm, but you know, we, we observed that there were numerous properties that we predicted would give rise to harms, and they did. So, so that'll be that's a big part of it. Another one, uh, so that's very difficult. A lot of people don't want to hear that. They people, I think, are growing used to the idea that there have been harms resulting from this mass vaccination campaign and i tell you what a lot of people want that to be a mistake because they can probably forgive a mistake even if it was motivated by greed and speed what they don't want to hear is that people plotted you know in brightly lit rooms deep into the night a formula that will hurt you your family your community and your children they don't want to hear that because how would you define that other than evil? It's it's evil. So, so that's one thing to say. But there's, there's another one which I did not observe, but a good colleague of mine, uh, Denis Rancourt, 
Dennis Rancor. If you're English, Denis Rancor. If you're French, he's a Canadian professor of multidisciplinary research. And he and a group of people in, in this university have looked at all-cause mortality um, by state and, and looked at what was happening before the WHO called the pandemic in, in I think, March 2020. And they published numerous papers. They are well-known in the community, in the freedom community, and no one except me is saying the conclusions. And I'm, I'm afraid, and this is difficult for people, they really don't want to hear this. There wasn't a pandemic. We were lied to, and what happened was that people were given a fear-based message, and they were fooled by the PCR test, which was never a reliable clinical diagnostic, and so they were saying, hey, I've got COVID or I have COVID patients. Uh, but Dennis Rancourt's data shows unequivocally that there was not there was no spreading within the community and there was no arrival of new illness and deaths. They all started after the WHO called a pandemic. And, and we know, unfortunately, that people died as a result of sort of bizarre alterations to medical practice, for example, people were, lots of people were ventilated, mechanical ventilation, which was not appropriate in those patients, and that damaged and killed them. In care homes, people were given sedatives, including those that reduced their respiration, and they faded away. And in the wider community, people were often uh, denied life-saving antibiotics for bacterial pneumonia, and they died. So people don't want to hear this, because the first thing, the design of the products you can't interpret it as other than deliberative and evil. And the second part, we don't want, no one wants to think they've been fooled, but we were all lied to. And um, so those are two of the things I will say. Um, so, so uh, because of course, that's just as bad, isn't it? That in order to be lied to, someone decided to lie to us and they decided to lie to us and to deploy a useless um clinical diagnostic that it's Nobel Prize winning inventor Carrie Mullis um, who died just before the pandemic started draw your own conclusions uh, who had argued for years that these should not be used as clinical diagnostics that's what they were used for all around the world and despite that was my first point of attack I, I came at this saying you know uh, these tests are meaningless so with that if there's nothing else we don't have a pandemic but it was very difficult and never made any headway. But so Dennis Rancourt has looked at the data. He was at a conference, I believe, in Romania very recently. And most of the leading truth-telling physicians and scientists were present and heard him give the talk in person. And so I would say, if they have any doubts about what he was saying or his conclusions, they had every opportunity to ask him in person. And if they didn't, then they would know the conclusions. And I would have thought it would be relevant that they would say this. And the shocking news is not a single person has mentioned it in the last few days. So my head's in a whirl. I just think, do are we on the same side? But I, I know which side I'm on. I, I, will, I keep saying what I think is true, regardless of the consequences. So we've been lied to. And unfortunately, the industry I was part of for decades uh, has has designed and manufactured materials that were intentionally harmful, and they've been administered to between five and six billion human beings on the planet. So 
those are some of the things I'm going to say. And they won't be any more popular, I'm afraid. I hope, or well, I hope they are, but I anticipate people don't want to hear it. Um, and just to well, take a maybe the in, audience in Croatia will be more open to your message, Dr. Yeadon, because the Croatian parliament and the Croatian people have very recently escaped the tyranny of communism and fought for their independence in ways that Britain and America and Australia and Canada and New Zealand and Scandinavia have not. Mm. And it may well be that that will be, it truly may well be, as Andrea entitled the conference, The Eye of the Storm, that may well be the spark that lights a bigger fire of resistance because the Croatian people are much more receptive to the dangers. They've lived it. There are people alive today, Andrea is one of them, who lived under communism, who fought against it and was part of the freedom movement. So that's one thing that I hold to as God's hand in all of this designing the fact that Andrea and his team were able to put this conference together on short notice. They have truly assembled some of the leading experts in the world, some appearing virtually, some appearing in person. And this is going to be a powerful lighting of a bonfire of resistance and truth as the basis of resistance. And, and I'm encouraged by that. And I'm also encouraged by a major spiritual connection that whether it was consciously planned or not, this conference is happening on the first Sunday of Advent 2023, December 3rd. And the first Sunday of Advent is represented by hope and the and the other connection with the first Sunday of Advent is that this is the Sunday of the Messiah fulfilling the prophecy of bringing light of Christ into the world of evil and darkness. That's a powerful message. I wish there were someone speaking to that point at this conference because this is a cataclysmic biblical proportions battle against the forces of good versus evil. And this conference is being held on the first Sunday of Advent, which is the Sunday of hope. So... I am encouraged, and I want to come back to a couple of things you said, but let's take a brief break, and then we will continue our discussion, because I want to comment on some of the medical points that you made, and it, it really is true that the deaths were occurring because decisions were intentionally made to cause harm and death. Number one, denying early treatment. Number two, delaying treatment, sending people home from the ER to wait to get sicker 
and then bringing them back when it was too late to save their life. Putting people on ventilators, using the toxic, the known toxicity of remdesivir, overloading people who already were respiratory compromised with midazolam and morphine and fentanyl and other sedatives. Speaking as a physician, working hard to try and rescue people during the hospital tyranny and lockdown and these COVID death protocols, they absolutely were intentionally designed to cause death. And I know the history of some of that from things I've done 10, 15 years ago. And that was intentional harm and death, just as you described the intentional harm at every step of the decision-making process in the development of the mRNA shots, at every step of the treatment process of this illness they called COVID, they made the decision to engage in treatment that was known to be harmful. And that is something, again, people have a hard time wrapping their mind around because most people have a hard time thinking that human beings are capable of such evil. But all three of us know full well that they are. I've never lived in a communist country, but I've traveled to five of them in the 1970s behind the Iron Curtain in Europe and in the Soviet Union. And it's a very chilling experience to, to try to move around and, and just be there with such oppression and intimidation and to live there is beyond my comprehension. So, and yet I've experienced it on shorter um, durations of educational programs. So there is a lot that we need to continue to help people understand. Evil is real. It is discussed throughout the Bible God himself says evil is real. And Revelation talks about the unleashing of evil on the world, which is very much what we're seeing right now. I've just been reading Revelation, and it's it's really quite striking. What is foretold in the Bible is what we're seeing unleashed on the world in the last several years. So I thank you. And Andrea, for all that you're doing to speak truth, I too will continue to speak truth as I always have in my medical practice and fought against the lies and deception of big medicine and big pharma and tech and politics and whatever else was coming at us to interfere with our God-given right to life and our God-given right to live as free human beings. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report. Check out our website at www.truthforhealth.org and our store with exclusive professional formulas for nutraceuticals that can help improve your health and resilience, all made in a Manufacturing plant in the United States that is certified, good manufacturing practices compliant, unlike the COVID shots that have no oversight and inspection, and all good manufacturing practices were waived. 
So check out our store, www.truthforhealthstore.com. We will be right back. Check out the new Truth For Health store at truthforhealthstore.com. We have exclusive professional formulas with exciting new products, including True Mitochondrial Boost that can help improve your energy, memory, focus, and concentration. All of our products are manufactured in certified compliant facility using good manufacturing practices approved and inspected by the FDA. Check us out, www.truthforhealthstore.com. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America with my international team, former Pfizer vice president, chief scientist worldwide, and career developer of rational, safe respiratory medicines, and now turned whistleblower, joining us regularly to bring you the truth against the lies and deceptions that our governments are foisting off on us. And Andrea Klarich, independent journalist and businessman from Croatia and the organizer of In the Eye of the Storm, Where is Croatia and the World Heading in 2024? Major International Conference, December 2nd and 3rd. Tune in on Truth Hub for the truth in your own language. So let's go ahead with some of the censorship issues that have been so prevalent for all of us lately. I know, Dr. Eden, you had some comments on that, and Andrea, you have comments from Europe, and I certainly have a report from the U.S. with what has happened to our foundation. So go ahead, Dr. Eden. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll kick off it. It's uh, I've got so used to this over the last um, three and a half years that it's probably just worth recapping. I guess I started my my campaign against what I could see was definitely wrong doing. Uh, I didn't know the scope of it in the spring of 2020. Um, and at that time, I was I was operating under my own name, my Eden on Twitter and a few other places. Uh, <clears throat> but quite quickly, I attracted uh, what I've come to know as uh, uh, the dedicated uh, attack uh, basically, they're like you could call them cyber soldiers. The the British Army has a, a unit called the seventy seventh Brigade. I think it's seventy seventh Brigade, uh, and it's you know it's it's not an armed unit. It operates online in the shadows. Uh, it uses both uh, uh, you know properly trained army personnel who are hired to work in as it were in, in intelligence against. They would say, you know, uh, people who would be enemies <laughs> enemies of the state, which I guess is what they've classified me as for telling the truth. But they, I also know, I have heard, and I believe it's true, that they, the army hired, I think, something like 20,000 uh, fellow citizens. Uh, and and they, they knew what they were being told to do. And it's to 
attack online uh, and confound, smear, you know, people on, whose names were probably given to them from a list from, from the army, and I was one of them. So you'll find any comment I made, uh, in maybe in the summer of 2020, there would be a mob of people that will uh, just behave in a foul fashion. I can assure you it's it's no fun when you've made an assertion that these diagnostic tests are not they're not valid. For example, uh, you will know this if ever you run a biochemical test, you always want to know what was the operational false positive rate. You, you might run a control, uh, you know, a negative tube, a, a tube you know to not contain the thing you're trying to measure. And I would say to people, you, you, you must these 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 negative controls must be run. Where are the results? It cannot be valid if they're never run. And I was told, you know, very rudely, well, they, they were they were done at some point in the past, and now we just run them, run the test without them. They said you can't do that if you're testing ten thousand samples, you know, in a newly set up lab. You need to know what the false negative, false positive rates are in that lab in that time with those staff and and the samples that you're measuring anyway so that was obviously true but you know you just get mobbed and eventually by the, by the year end i was driven off twitter i couldn't bear to be there it was psychologically unpleasant shall we say um and uh, i i've never been able to then when musk bought twitter and i contemplated rejoining Twitter, uh, I was I retired that account, that was my name. When I tried to restart it, Twitter would not do so. They said I had to go through a norm, a, a, an initiation process that was full biometrics, that I would have to give them my digital photos that was sufficient, that was required for a passport, for example, in the government of my country, which I thought was offensive and unnecessary, especially as the trolls that would attack people didn't have to go through any such procedure. So the bottom line is I am not allowed on the internet as Dr. Mike Eden. Um, you won't find me anywhere except on uh, a, a minor social media tele channel called Telegram. And that's, I am tolerated there, I suspect, because then the people who work for the government know where I am and what I'm saying. But I don't appear anywhere else except in email. Uh, but not Facebook, not Twitter. I can't write comments under YouTube videos. They are deleted in real time in front of my eyes. I, that's, ladies and gentlemen, that's what your country, your Britain, has done to one of its sons for the last three and a half years. I've received no compensation for any work, nor do I want any. I've not received donations in money or in kind. Um, I've sacrificed all the earnings I might have made as a private citizen. I have clients, all of whom fired me by the end of summer 2020. Now, uh, unless you think I'm completely crazy and masochistic, I've, I've committed these hundreds of thousands of hours freely because I am fearful of what's happening in the world, and in particular in my country. I think Britain has unfortunately played a, a leading role in this kind of psychological operation, this intelligence-led campaign against the human race. Um, and we, we are in this kind of standoff where my ability to reach people is gravely restricted um, and their ability to stop me is, is uh, ineffective. I have said they will actually have to shoot me in the head to stop me because so bad is the world coming 
that I would rather they stop me that way than I gave up and wait for the doorbell to ring. So that's just a little bit uh, for those who know me and for those who don't, that's, that's the world many of us have lived in um, in the last few years. I'm not worried so far about any physical threats. I was worried at first. I think there were reasons to be, uh, but in the end, I'm afraid that the, the, the tools of tech are so powerful that they don't need to do what I call medieval stuff. Uh, they don't need to uh, attack me physically because they can constrain me. But that has not stopped me. I've given 200 interviews because if you hear me, they can't stop that. You know, I, from my mouth to your ear, uh, that's, that's the best way I know how. So what happened recently, I was invited by uh, uh, colleagues who work for a relatively small but important um, political party in Germany called AFD, and they wanted me to participate in their conference where the party had arranged experts to speak to the party members. I turned up a couple of weeks ago and I gave a final talk, as it turned out. And I mentioned on this program, I think a week ago, I was gratified that there seemed to be strong applause. Um, unfortunately, two weeks later, my talk has not been released. The conference proceedings have been released at a link. Everyone else's talks can be witnessed and heard. I'm silent. Uh, you can see on an early version of the program that I'm there. Uh, but when they release the link, they go right from the preceding speaker and then into closing remarks from a chairman. So I've been censored. I don't know why I've been censored. And I hope to find out in the next few days. And I hope that I can arrive at an accommodation with that party. It may be that they're frightened that what I've said is is powerful stuff, but it is true to the best of my ability. And I hope that they will they will accept it and allow it to be released under their flag and if not that they will release it to me so that I can at least share it with whoever wants to hear it and I'll stop at that point. Well Dr. Eden, the even more egregious aspect of what you've just talked about is that you were an invited yeah. speaker. Mm. They invited you to speak specifically to the points that you did yes <clears throat> so, and then well, censored you i mean i find that even more chilling well it's i think what happened is um i think ever well i'm sure everybody thinks they're behaving well behaving well so certainly the people that invited me thought i had important information to communicate uh, the audience you know seemed to quite like it i think what what i've been told is that that some people senior in the party are perhaps worried that if they include me, then YouTube may give them a third and final strike and remove them their, their own means of communication to their supporters. So, so I, I'm familiar with the concern they have and sympathetic to it. And so I've said, you know, if there are specific things I've said that are inflammatory and that aren't necessary to my key message, then you know maybe we can maybe you guys can blank that out. But I've told them there are. A small list of things that I will not tolerate being censored. I would, I would myself say, don't, don't release it. So we'll see. I've, I've, I've said what I <clears throat> must not have removed. Well, your then, full speech though needs to be available through other means if I, they yes. choose not to 
make it yes. available on their YouTube channel. Exactly, and that's what that's what I've said. If you if you don't if you're not going to use it, you should release it to me. Well, full. we will we will help you get it out there on other channels. That's great. So, and we yeah. will we are committed to running an uncensored version of your remarks. So, Good. if you can work to get us a copy of it, and what I'd like to do also is have you include um, a, a PDF of Dennis Rancourt's key article or talk that you just heard recently and yeah. the article that you and Professor Vodard wrote. And I will put those with the notes for this show so that all of our listeners today can have ready access to it to refer to what you and Professor Vodarg said in 2020 that ties into what you've said today. Yes, I've certainly. And we will also be yeah, including. I do have that. Good. If you'll and send me that, we'll we'll get yeah, that. I have in. Denny. I have Denny Rancourt's uh, latest uh, paper. I, in fact, I may even be able to get a present the presentation that he gave in Romania. I've not seen it. I've not asked him for it, but uh, certainly I've I've seen thorough articles that he's written which which are surprising and again lots of people don't want to hear it they haven't even read it um but they, well, we uh, need to get it we need to continue yeah. to make it available for those who do want to read it and yeah. our program will have that in the notes and we will also have in the notes for people to see the flyer for the croatian conference and the link to access it December 3rd and 2nd, uh, 2nd and 3rd, First. sorry. And First. the um, <clears throat> link to the promotional video so that we will be having all of those resources available for this program. Those of you listening can just simply access the column that's posted with the show, and then you'll have these resources. Now, Andrea, you mentioned that that you have encountered censorship additionally in your area in Croatia and in Europe. What's your update on that censorship front? Well, just before that, just to mention that I was in this conference that was International Crisis ECS before it was International COVID Summit, but now it's International Crisis Summit 4 in Bucharest. And I was listening to Denis Rakoa, this his presentation, and maybe it's very important to say that in this presentation, he mentioned that until now, he calculated that 17 million people died from this vaccine, from the vaccines. And everything else you can find in this article. Concerning the censorship, of course, the strongest uh, tool against us, we can say freedom fighters, were censored for the last few years. And I think now, finally, they want to cover it with the law. They were, they were breaking laws, but they were in the power. Now they brought some new laws. They will, for the future, for sure, increase this censorship even more. Now they will cover whatever they're doing already, like these things, what they're doing to Dr. Eden, but also additional things. And this is a Digital Media Act, what is already in the power from the 25th of August. 
And this European Freedom Media Act, what is now in the election process. What is important there? Two things. One is that uh, these um, media platforms like Facebook, like uh, Twitter, or X now, or any kind of platforms are now responsible for future information that we are spreading on these platforms. In case that there is a, some breaking the law, and I explain this later, then this, um, these platforms will be responsible and they can get fine financial uh, in people in charge and they can get to jail to six months. These two kinds of punishment uh, they are prepared. And what kind of uh, what kind of breaking the law can be there? Well, they call it this disinformation, misinformation, and malformation. What is disinformation? Disinformation is any information that doesn't go along with uh, uh, with the existing uh, policy. That means if officials, for example, from WHO say that you need to wear masks and that masks are safe and they're protecting from the virus, in case that you say that you think it's not, then this is a disinformation. And if you put it on the on the, your, for example, profile, then if it's X or uh, Facebook, then uh, people in charge there will get fines. That means they will do it censorship for the government or we are going to do also self-censorship because we will be afraid of huge fines and also potential prison. Then there is a misinformation. What is misinformation? Well, this misinformation is, uh, that can be truth, of course, but it can go, it can have some political agenda. For example, uh, if officials from European Union are supporting Ukraine in the war against Russia, then if you say, for example, that Russia is winning war, but it is against policy of European Union, then you are spreading misinformations. That can be truth, but it's not. It has a political uh, agenda and also can make some political damage to the ruling people in the European Union. And what is the third thing? It's malformation. It's malformation. It's if you're spreading information that you know that it's false, but you, anyway, you are spreading. By that, they don't know how they can confirm that you know it's false. And who is the one who will say it's false? Anyhow, very simple. All of these three things, disinformation, misinformation, and malformation can be truth. But somebody has a power to say, well, this truth is now unpleasant, doesn't go in a formal narrative, and finally has has some uh, negative impact for us. And that's why you can be fined, punished, and maybe even go to jail. And this is what we are we are facing with, with this Digital Media Act. And what is European Freedom Media Act? This is the some special board. They will be board with the members of uh, European Union, 27, and also members from European Commission. These members from European Commission will be present, but they don't have a right to vote. Doesn't matter. 
but they they are there. They have some kind of advisory uh, um, role there. And if they found some special information, what can be a very important and danger, then this information is going to this board. This board uh, is finally suggesting to European Commission to put this uh, uh, information out or to stop it. And then the European Commission have influence to stop this information. And for example, if some journalists come out and say that Ursula von der Leyen was sending SMS messages to the Burla, Pfizer director Burla, and they agreed about some million or of uh, hundreds of million doses for, for European Union with these messages, if somebody come out and bring this to the, this board, and this board for sure we prepare this for European Commission, can you imagine how this European Commission will act to this kind of information? Of course, they will censor it, uh, censor it. And this is what we are now facing in European Union, in some union that we are saying that it's democratic, freedom of speech, liberty and everything what we as a Croatian thought when we decided to enter and we entered in 2013. Well, this is exactly what is also taking place in the United States when last week Biden administration turned over control of the internet to the FCC, Federal uh, Communications Commission, to do exactly the same type of control of all of the internet service providers, all of the platforms, and to threaten them with fines and punishment in jail time, just as you described for the EU Digital Media Board, the FCC has been now given that power. Now, it's very chilling and it's very ominous in the United States. It's far worse censorship than what occurred in the Soviet Union with the state-run media Pravda, because now you're looking at all of the media companies, internet companies, big tech are global. And, and so they are tightening the vice on people around the world not just in one country. And in the U.S., there will be legal action to help overturn it, but that's going to take time. So in the meantime, what we have already noticed and and are beginning to look at our legal options, Truth for Health Foundation has been targeted by Microsoft Outlook, interfering with delivery of our public charity uh, newsletters every week. We have just been targeted November 20th by AVG antivirus soft, uh, software and Norton antivirus, both of whom are owned by a company, General Digital, with headquarters in the U.S. and the Czech Republic. General Digital owns both of those antiviral software companies, and they have, in a collaborative, orchestrated way, targeted our website and our Truth for Health store 
with nutraceuticals, which runs the latest in SSL encryption and and, and security. It's it's a Shopify store. It it runs the latest security and constantly updated to reduce security vulnerabilities and secure state-of-the-art processing for payments. But they have labeled us dangerous and a security risk, which is defamation and interference with business. And in addition, by blocking my independent medical practice patients from accessing our store to purchase the nutraceuticals that are only available through licensed medical practitioners, they are also interfering, tortious interference with my medical practice and patients accessing items that I've prescribed for their medical treatment. So there are huge issues that have just hit us as November 20th loomed and patients are reporting to my medical practice that they could not access our store to purchase the nutraceuticals I prescribe. And then foundation supporters for the public charity were also reporting that they could not access the store or the website. So the, the censorship and the interference with our constitutional rights to free speech and to engage in business and commerce is suddenly drastically censored. It is a very ominous time. And people are going to have to wrap your minds around the fact that this is an evil assault on every aspect of human freedom. Speech, medical care, ability to purchase products, ability to move around freely. It is a very dangerous time in the world and in the United States in particular. And Andrea, your international conference name is even more appropriate. We are in the eye of the storm and the storm is a cataclysmic one and it is a storm between the forces of good and evil. So with that, I'd like to close our show today and remind all of you that as this week ends, we start Advent, the season of Christ bringing darkness into the evil world. We begin with Sunday, December 3rd, with the message of hope, followed by the message of peace and love and faith, and faith or joy in some traditions. So let us all turn back to God. Let us all accept the reality of evil and that ultimately God is in control and it is very symbolic that we move into the season of Advent at the time that the light of freedom is going to bloom at the conference in Croatia. Join us for that conference and for all of our whistleblower reports 
and our Faith Over Fear every Tuesday night and the Truth Project on Wednesday nights. This is Dr. Lee for America. God bless you all. Stand strong and speak out against evil. Thank you for joining us today.